Have you ever had that feeling? When you're standing on the edge of a cliff, and there's something in the back of your mind that says you could jump. It's not that you want to jump, but something tells you. You could. There's a storm coming in. Where have you been? Just walking the cliffside. I was trying to get to the lighthouse, but it never gets any closer. I don't see it. On the island. Is there a light on? It must be abandoned. I feel like I've seen it before. I don't recognize it. You're pretty close to the edge there. It's a long way down. Never really had a fear of heights. Me neither. Are you cold? Kind of. Come here. There's a fog moving in. We'll be safe here. It is a long way down. There's nothing to be scared of, Etsy. I'd hold you through it. Through what? Through what? It would feel like wind. A roaring in your ears. Like a beast. Like flying. For one brief moment, embraced by the descents, then finally... This is how it will end. When I have devoured all of you, there will be nothing. There will be no one but you and I. You are listening to The Call of the Void. Stay tuned. Stay sane. Leroy! Uh, Leroy? Leroy, Leroy Benjamin! Why are there cages here? Sorry? They told me add docks six and eight for unload. These cages aren't supposed to be here. I'm not with the dock. Well, we need to move them. Oh, okay. Hi, my name's Inspector Topher Summers. I wanted to ask you a couple questions about the, uh, the Garden of Memories Cemetery. That's the one out by LaSalle Park. You're the caretaker there? You're an inspector. Yeah. I understand you work at the cemetery? Tuesday, Thursday. I clean the graves. Work the path. Rest of the week, I work here. Sure. We're moving them over here. Don't mind the rust. Uh, Okay. I wanted to talk to you about a disruption that happened at the cemetery last Friday night. Vandalism. I was told that you heard something out there on Thursday. It was some kind of sound. Is that true? Who told you about that? A friend of mine, uh, Fargo Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. That crazy lady in the swamp. Right, sort of. Um, she said you heard something? Thursday, yeah. I heard something. Can you describe it to me? Not like anything I've ever heard before. Fifteen years as a grave hand, and I ain't never heard a sound like that. Thought it was the floodwaters at first. Floodwaters? 
When we get a flood, the water seeps in the tombs and shakes the bones of the dead. Skeletons floating around inside there, clanking against the stone like they're rearing to get out. That's what it sounded like. There hasn't been a flood yet this year. No, there hasn't. That officer with you? Oh, uh, probably not. DFT663. Why do I have your license plate memorized, Topher? Officer Mason, how are you? It's 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. I let a good cup of coffee go cold to get out here and speak to my witness. I'm sorry to hear that. You want to tell me why you're talking to my witness, Summers? I was just gathering information. For what? That's classified. Uh-huh. Why don't you step over this way? Follow me back to your car. Thank you, Mr. Benjamin. I'll be in touch. No, he will not. I'm already putting together some big pieces on the Garden of Memories incident. You don't work for the NOPD. Well, that's, um... I'm more of a freelancer. Fargo and I are... Fargo, Kaminsky. Mason, there's something strange happening in this area. People are hearing these sounds. There's there's evidence that the Gardens of Memories... Incident Topher, was... this is a case of graveyard vandalism. Kids breaking into a cemetery for kicks. That's it. Then why are you interviewing my key witness? Because it's vandalism, and I want to know if he saw the kids that did it. There's no cataclysmic dilemma happening here. But there... There could be. <sighs> Topher... Thank you for being a concerned citizen. Tell you what, I got this one, but how about you keep me posted on that sound and we'll see. Sure. Your car's parked illegally. If you move it in the next five minutes, I won't have to write you up. Thank you, sir. Make it a good day, Summers. I will. Moon! Topher! Hey! Sorry, I meant to call earlier this week. No, I know you're busy. Uh, how's it going over there? I'm overwhelmed and undercaffeinated. But it's nice to experience such a barrage of information. Uh, we just finished a section on quantum entanglement, which is something I never fully appreciated before this intensive. Quantum entanglement? Dad did some of that. He did, yeah. Uh, the gist is that quantum particles that have a relationship with each other maintain that relationship no matter the distance between them. So. If you start to spin one of the particles in any direction, the other particle will begin to spin the exact same direction, instantaneously. Huh. Regardless of distance? Right. The particles could be thousands of miles away. Same. What? That's fascinating. It is. Sorry, Princeton shop talk. No, I love hearing about what's keeping you busy. Well, it's definitely the busiest summer vacation I've had in a while. We're heading out to the anomaly site for the first time later this week, so that's when the actual practical application part begins. The Soto area, right? Yeah. It's just a couple miles from our base. It's nice that you're back in the neighborhood. Two hours away. Oh, closer than Princeton. Yeah. But anyway, how are you? How are things? Great. Uh, yeah, yeah, things are great. Um, it's off-season, so it's, it's hot, and... Um, Lots of cataloging at the shop. <laughs> right. I'm ordering... Oh, I'm ordering an entire shelf of new compounds from the Boston Chemical Archives. Really? Yeah. They're from uh, 1863. Precedes the Ripper murders. Do you classify everything through a serial killer's timeline now? <laughs> I guess I do. Speaking of, how are the two of you? Oh, good. We're doing good. Great to hear. Oh, I've been um, chasing down this strange sound people have been hearing. Gardens of Memory Cemetery and a few other sites. I've got a list of contacts. Just by yourself? 
Uh, sort of. You aren't still conspiring with Fargo, are you? Uh, what do you mean? No, no, we don't even hang out that often. I mean, just Wednesdays. Mondays, sometimes, if I get new information, but it's not weird. It's not like we're talking about how cosmic frequencies are permeating all aspects of our lives. It's not weird. That's what I'm saying, man! Cosmic frequencies have permeated all aspects of our lives. It's all one big, sparkling cocktail of interstellar energy. So what do we do? I don't know. We keep our roots in the wildflower patch, man. And that's why you built a houseboat. That's why we all should be building houseboats. You interested? I can hook you up. Oh, no, I'm fine. Speaking of, check out the new signage. The river monster. That's her name. Mwah! Domicile living on the go. Anyway, the rumor around the garden is that you had a meeting with a <clears throat> Mr. Leroy Benjamin. I did. Good. Good, good, good. He said he heard a sound while he was in the cemetery. Ah, that's a lucky seven. Seven similar stories. No one has seen anything, but they've all heard something like this in the past two weeks. There was a disturbance in the cemetery the following night. Six mausoleums were smashed open. It's the closest thing that we have to physical evidence. It's being written off as graveyard vandalism. Are, are you okay? The idiotacy! And only we know better, man. This is capital development. What are our plans? Plans? To investigate the Garden of Memory Cemetery. Well, it's restricted from public access right now. We are investigative journalists. I'm not a journalist, Fargo. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, man, you got me with that one. So it's illegal for us to break in. Don't ask for permission when you don't need to. Right, but I'm saying they could arrest us for just going in. They could. What does your tomorrow afternoon look like? I have a covert meeting with a lawn care supervisor in the morning. I could do tomorrow night. Very good. In the meantime, I will acquire cataloging materials for the investigation. I don't know what that means. Oh, you will. Hey, buddy. Hey, are you home? Danny, hi. Yeah. Hey. Hey. How was work? Fine. I only had to wake up one person in the theater of Death Room tonight. I don't really understand what it is about gruesome violence that puts people to sleep back there. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah? When people are under a lot of stress, they tend to either overreact and become excessively busy, or they just fall asleep and shut it all out. <laughs> that makes sense. Did you eat already? Yeah, it's like 9.30. Oh, wow. Sorry. I didn't realize it was so late. That's fine. I fed Brody, too. Oh, thanks. I don't think he likes me as much as, um, as much as he could, you know? He likes you. You just need to stop trying so hard. So how was your day? What? Your day. Oh, oh, I, um, I spent most of it reorganizing shelves. I, uh, you know how you can move a shelf to a higher slot so that the, there's more space beneath it? And so now the taller bottles of compounds from the 19th century can fit in one line. Nice. And the surgery equipment is cleaned. The light bulb in the display case that's been out since last year has been replaced. Oh, and I, uh, I moved my desk out of the storage cabinet. That's great. Yeah. 
And I talked to Simone. She's doing great. Still at the Mississippi site? Yeah, the summer intensive. I guess a whole year at Princeton wasn't enough quantum mechanics for her. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, did you still want to watch the rest of that Ted Bundy documentary? Maybe over the weekend. Oh, okay. Topher, are you all right? Oh, what do you mean? I just feel like sometimes you're thinking a lot more than you're talking. I thought I was talking a lot. Yeah, but not about the things you're thinking about. All right. Well, I think I'm going to head home tonight. Are you sure? Yeah, I've got an early shift tomorrow. Are you going to be all right? Yeah, I'll be fine. Danny, text me if you need... Yeah. The Tale of the Seven Stranglers is playing at the Broad Theater this Wednesday. 1947, loosely based on true events. You haven't seen that one, right? Colorized or black and white? Oh, black and white, of course. Have I learned nothing about you? All right, see you then. Great. Good night. Good night, Danny. All right. We have a lot to cover today, yes? We're taking our seats. The pictures on the projector show live readouts of what DeSoto National Forest looks like right now. These have not been altered for this screen, but as you can see, there are some startling patterns. Observations? Yes, Simone? The plant life has lost its pigmentation? It has, yes. Ferns to fungi, all white. Anyone else? I mean... The sky is dark. Yes, the sky remains in a fixed twilight. Midday, evening, it remains this dim gray. What we're looking at is an isolated sector of the forest with these characteristics. What turns the sky in a three-mile radius of the forest into twilight? And the plant life white? Radiation? No. Thank you for playing. Some sort of chemical interference. No, you're still thinking like a chemist, Riley. Pollution. Getting colder, no. Simone? Something is draining the area of nutrients. Not quite. Come on, people. A whole forest has changed color in a number of months. The community is concerned. What do we come to them with? Light refraction. Would you like to explain that theory, Eli? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Entertain us, peasants. Like, well, it's light frequencies, right? If something was interfering with the light frequencies, the colors would shift down the color spectrum. So you're saying it's red shifting? That's exactly what I just said. Why would it shift just within this little area? Maybe there's some kind of bubble in the atmosphere. A bubble? In the atmosphere? It's in the right direction, but there are other conditions at the site. Other frequencies that are decreasing. Does anyone know what the Schumann resonance is? Not a rhetorical question. The constant frequency the Earth emits. Gold star for Simone. 7.83 hertz. That is the audio our Earth emits. It is too low for us to detect, but our bodies are calibrated to this frequency, and it has been constant since our planet has been in existence. But, about a year ago, that frequency has begun to shift dramatically downward within the boundaries of this site. The native frequency is changing. All sound and light frequencies are shifting downward in this anomaly site. So, then what's doing this? That will be our question for the rest of this intensive because we don't know what's causing this decrease. But 
It is easily one of the greatest mysteries and most peculiar sights I have seen in my entire career as a physicist. This is what the site looked like one year ago. A fledgling anomaly. And this is where we are today. Whoa. Uh, this morning, actually. It's three times the size. Easily. We will begin, as all science does, with observation. We will be gathering data collectively like a quantum computer. We investigate the anomaly site and try to understand what causes light and sound frequencies to drop at this magnitude. The frequencies fluctuate out there, so it can be hard to get an exact reading. Regardless, four significant figures are required. Four. Yes? Yes. 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 Excellent. Do we have questions? Then we're moving on. Simone, did you need something? Your curriculum is flawed. All right. We're spending a lot of time debating what is happening. We should be exploring practical application of quantum states, not dancing around with potentials and might be's. I want everyone to understand how we got to our conclusions. Show the work. It's more important to see where applied quantum can take us, not where we are theoretically. You think so? So, your curriculum is flawed. Summers, was it? Yeah. You wouldn't happen to be related to Dr. Victor Summers. Yes, my dad. <laughs> that makes sense. How is he? He passed away, actually. Two years ago now. I'm sorry to hear that. I am too. You studied with him, then? Uh, yes, I worked with him. At school? Uh, no, it was lab work, before he left the Midwest. You worked at JM Labs? We were both briefly there at the start of the program. I was with him in his quantum research department. We moved away from the area when I was young, so I don't remember much about his time there. Well, I appreciate both your enthusiasm and your argument against my curriculum. I will see if we can get you to your destination in this intensive. That would be ideal. It would be. See you out there, Simone. Have you ever been in a cemetery at night? I can't answer that for legal reasons. Uh, what do you have there? It's my modified audio and video transducer. It's a camcorder. But it's been modified for our purposes this evening. There's no guarantee that we find something here, Fargo. Little man of little faith. These are the tombs that were disturbed. Hold on, I'm booting up the device. There's at least six of them that were broken open. Do you see that? Kids did this. I'm seeing some serious cracks along the foundations. There's claw marks. What? There's claw marks. Do you see the marks along the ground here? Where I'm shining my light? Fargo? Yeah? I don't think we're safe here. It'd have to have been huge to rip apart tombs like this. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Are you recording? Shh. Is that a yes? Yes, I'm recording. I've heard that sound before. We need to run right now. I want to get at least 30 seconds of clean tape. Margo, night gaunt. Oh my god. You're not running. I need to get this on tape. You don't need to get this on tape. <laughs> Oh, shit, man.
it. I'm getting it. Virgo, we don't have time. <laughs> Do I have to drag you out of the cemetery? Don't shake my camera. <laughs> Virgo, are you okay? <laughs> Help, Virgo. Over. Over. Hold on, man. Over. Where did you go? Where did you go? You gotta help me out, man. Oh! Oh, okay. Are, are you trapped under there? I'm gonna get you out. Uh, I'm gonna dig you out. I got you, man. Just hang in there. Show me your hands. Keep your hands up. Palms up, brother. You gotta work with me here. Palms up! Oh, oh, okay. There you are. Come on. We're all right. That was weird, man. Oh. It, it tried to bury me alive? Yeah, I saw that. <coughs> you good? I think so. Just checking. You saw what I saw, right? I like to call it a night gaunt. Heard. What was it doing here? I have no idea. Kidney stones or an early heart attack? Go for the kidney stones. My impending lung cancer will keep you company. Mountain Dew it is. <laughs> when are you taking lunch? Probably like 9 o'clock. You want to help me move the skid sprayer before that? Absolutely not. We get off at midnight, right? They moved it back to 1. Seriously? We work the night shift, man. What do you expect? Whoa. Wait. Why is it now $1.50? It's always been $1.50. I swear it was a dollar yesterday. Did it just get stuck? You gotta shake it. Come on. No, you gotta shake it. Come on! Okay, well, just put in another $1.50 and get another soda. It'll knock it down. That was just gonna get stuck, too. Or you could get Miriam. She can do the thing. What thing? She can get the vending machine open. No, she can't. I've seen her do it, bro. Somehow I'm not surprised by this. Hey, Miriam. Yeah. Fry's having relationship issues with the vending machine. D11. Cherry Mountain Dew. It's stuck. Okay. I was told you do a thing? Did you pay for it? Yeah, I paid for it. It ain't my dollar fifty. Alright, stand back. Yep. Can you stand back, Gibby? Yeah. Got it. Dude, you're amazing. Criminal skills. Something like that. Sweet, sweet cherry lime. Whoa, hey, just stand back, all right? Fry, step back. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's fine if you could just stay back. Yeah, right. I gotta close the machine back up if you could move, please. Sure, yeah, sorry. Uh, thanks again, Miriam. So, you were the weird kid in high school, huh? The what? Or the, you know, it's a compliment. Right. Uh, is the ice queen coming out for drinks after work? We're heading to Murphy's. Uh, I don't know. Too busy staring up at the ceiling? Having an existential crisis? <laughs> I schedule mine for Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, 3 a.m. sharp. Gotta find that right balance of existential dread and crippling anxiety. Wow, you have a system. So, Murphy's. I will think about it as I water plants. Shouldn't be more than ten people there. 
All right, I'll be there. <laughs> I should play the somebody. It's like this what they weird green screen thing. Like, they didn't have much money for it. Right. And they projected these different backgrounds so the characters could be in forests or a cave or whatever. And this was not some kind of substance-induced fever dream. Listen, man, it was Indie Circuit. Leonard Nimoy was in one of them. You can't even find this on YouTube. Oh, that's depressing. Did you look anywhere else but YouTube? No. See, I feel like you're not trying that hard. Where else would I look? You get this shit at the district library, man. That should be your number one. I don't have a library card. The library out here is surprisingly legit. Right? Strangely comprehensive for Quartzsite, Arizona. You know, I agree. You go there a lot? Uh, not usually, because there's people there. You're, like, weird about that. Dude. Uh, yeah, I am. Is there a reason or whatever? For being weird or for avoiding crowds? Either, both. You can trust us because we've known you for, like, two months. You think they would believe you? Or if you don't want to talk about it, it I, that that's if fine. If you told them what we are. Something bad happens when I touch people. You've said that before. No one can understand what this is. I appreciate you all keeping your distance. I'm gonna get another drink. Do either of you want anything? I'm good for now. Yeah, I'm good. So, you know it's easy to get a library card, right? Like, it's, it's not like you need a high credit score or something. Yeah, but... Librarian's terrifying. Can I get a Haywards? Yeah. Hey. You got a cigarette? Um, no, sorry. You don't smoke, or you just don't got one on you? I don't have anything. Clean living. That's good. I could use a cigarette. <laughs> Honestly, I could too. You from around here? Uh, no. Where are you from? Kind of everywhere. And not from here, huh? I guess not. Well, that's funny. I ain't from around here either. One thing about this place, people don't end up here unless they either looking for someone or running from something. So which is it for you? You got snakes under your skin. I can see them moving. I'll remember your snakes. Haywards? Thanks. Can I get my tab? Yeah, I'll be right out with it. Snakes? I meant to roam the earth. Have a good night. I was talking to you. Hey! I'm talking to you! Hey! Whoa! I know who you are, girl. I know you. Ma'am, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Is that right? Y'all throw out the angels, keep the devil in the sanctuary. You know who that is? Y'all know who that girl is right there. All right, lady, you need to calm down. No! Y'all need to wake up! She's got a knife. Right, ma'am, we're gonna have to escort you out. I know who you are, bitch! Hey! I know who you are, Anson Dalman. Who was that? She was like, I have no idea. You okay, Miriam? I gotta leave. Etsy, are you all right? She knew me. That woman, she knew me. You're all right. We're together. I'll keep you safe. I just have to move again. Etsy. What? Stop this. Stop what? Running. 
from me. You're tired of it. There's only one way for this to end. You know that. You just in my head. Stop talking. Only one. Get out of my head. I'm in your veins, Etsy. There's no stopping what we've begun. The darkness flows through you. I hate you. I am you. Come here. Let me hold you. I'm the only one who can. Thank you for listening to The Call of the Void. This show was written, produced, and edited by Josie Eli Herman and Michael Allen Herman. This episode, The Graveyard Shift, stars Josie Eli Herman as Etsy Delman, Jonathan Davidson as Jonah, Michael Allen Herman as Topher Summers, Tim Pollock as Leroy Benjamin, Dan Johnson as Officer Mason, Amanda Buckhalter as Simone Summers, Annie Dilworth as Fargo Kaminsky, Allison McGroat as Danny Parker, Jeffrey Sean Miller as Professor Fulton, Josh Weber as Eli Cohen, Emily Betts as Riley, Nick Casella as Fry, Mark Ujic as Gibby, Paul Lipchinski as the Murphy's bartender, Kelly Bustle as Tara Grace Reinhardt, and featuring Georgie the Cat as Martin Brody. This episode features the song Southside York by Tommy Jordan. Please check out Tommy's work and support his music in the links in this episode's description. Special thanks to this season's donors, Darren Bennett, Alana C., Jeff and Heidi Coates, Nathan Corliss, Anthony Cortez, Chiara Cucaro, Sarah Zardalamna, Rebecca Tapuccio, Andrew Dvorak, Concilium Games, Fallon Marie Gannon, Chris Halliday, Larry Hott, Andrew Howell, Deb Jackson, Graham Kitchener, Alexander Kunix, Ginger Lehman, Joey Lincoln, Marius Laurie, PJ McNerney, Paul Mao, Craig Pearson, Michael Perdot, Jeremy Soden, Jason Such, Nicholas Vosbark, and Bradley Wells. The Call of the Void is an independently produced audio drama and we rely entirely on donations from people like you to keep us going. If you have the means and would like to help, please consider donating to our show on our website at www.acornartsandentertainment.com void. We have a series of donation rewards and bonus content starting as low as $5. We also have merchandise available on our website. You could also help us out by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. A single review goes a long way to help us find new listeners. For more details, please visit our social media on Instagram or Facebook at The Call of the Void Podcast or Twitter at The Call of the Void P. We'll be back next week to continue The Call of the Void. Stay tuned. Stay sane.